0: So how do you create your dream business that creates generational wealth for you and your family and fulfills your true calling and purpose in life and do what you truly love and make the world a better place without feeling burnt out or sacrificing that special time with your family and friends? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, I'm Elena Ducas, and I'm a founder and CEO of BossyHeels.com. And every week I will bring you insights to answer that question. Hi, I have a very special episode for you today. I'm interviewing Sung Young Kim. She's an incredible human being. She comes from South Korea. She's a best-selling author and owner of a publishing house, multiple successful companies. She has traveled the world. She has starred in a Bollywood movie, done so many incredible things. But her story starts growing up in South Korea when her dad was an alcoholic. She had a really terrible childhood. Her mom told her the best thing she could ever be is work at nearby factory. But against all those odds, she goes on and has a life adventure. She creates a bucket list of all the dreams of 74 things on that list. Crazy things like star in a Bollywood movie, become a model, travel the world, set up multiple businesses, write a best-selling book. And then she goes and pursues each one of those items and ticks them off the list. It's an incredible story. Story about how to overcome your fear. how to overcome all your limiting beliefs and go out and squeeze all the juice out of life. Hope you enjoy it. Tell us a little bit more about you and your story. Okay.
1: Okay, guys. Hi, guys. My name is Suya <laughs> I'm from Korea. Now I live in Korea as well, but I used to travel a lot around the world. So I used to live in London for seven years. Well, I'm coming from very humble background. Well, Well, my upbringing wasn't really ideal because we were very poor. My family was like always very insecure. My my parents were always fighting like so badly every day. My father was alcoholic. So, well, my life prospect wasn't really brilliant. So, but I was, when I was 17, I read an article about Israel and Palestine that was really shocking. And I started thinking, what can I do in this world? How can I contribute to this world? At the time I wanted to become a journalist. So I really worked hard and I made it to a really prestigious university in Korea. And also I appeared in a, like a TV show to win a quiz program so that I could earn some <laughs> the prize money and I won it there <laughs> so that's how I afforded my tuition fee and then I used to work for a Goldman Sachs in Korea then then I was diagnosed with a cancer that was also shocking <laughs> another shocking instance that well but And then how old stopped. were you then? You were very young then, right? How old were you? Yeah, then? I was very young so, but it was very early stage I I found out because I was getting a health health check. So it was very lucky in a way that I got, a, I got diagnosed really early stage. I got operation immediately and I recovered immediately. So I'm really healthy now. But at the time I was like, oh my God, I don't know when I'm gonna die. So how can I live my life? What would be the best way to live my life? So I made a bucket list. At the time I had 73 items on my list. So I decided to go for it. <laughs> so one and thing... Just to, how old yeah. were you when you created that dream bucket list? I was 24.
0: 24.
1: Yeah. So I... The first thing I wanted to do was to leave Korea. I wanted to go abroad. So that's why I went to London. I did my master's degree and I got a job in a, at a corporate, which was really good job as well. I really enjoyed my days in this company, but I thought that's not all. I thought there was more than I could do this. And also if I, uh, I wanted to do something irre- irreplaceable because I mean, however good the company was, I can be replaced by anyone easily, but I wanted to do something just for my own. So I uh, create a project called the Dream Panorama. The idea was to interview one person a day on what their dream is uh, for 365 days. So I traveled all the way from London to Seoul, and I interviewed one person a day and I filmed all these interviews, and I made I made a TV documentary program. So it was aired on TV after all, and also had an exhibition about this journey. And then I got a lot of interesting people coming to me, and we uh, started a company. We launched a mobile application, but that wasn't very successful because although we had many users, it was not profitable enough, so we kind of stopped that. Business. Then I also did another project called Love Panorama. At the time, I traveled all the way across America, Africa, and Oceania. So altogether, I traveled forty-five countries and I interviewed five hundred people. And also, I wrote books about it. Then I came back to Korea. I uh, wrote a few more books on self-help and travel essays, etc. Then I got married. I had these two beautiful children and I also uh, tried writing a picture book, also a children's book as well. So meanwhile, I had my YouTube, which is called the Kim TV, and it has over 100,000 subscribers. And also I have my own publishing company and we published over seven books. And I also have my own uh, education company as well. So it offers both offline and online uh, classes about like life coaching as well. Well, we don't have offline classes anymore right now because of COVID. But also, I'm starting, like, I'm preparing for new businesses, like offering like a personal counseling on mobile as well. So many things happen. <laughs> many I mean, amazing.
0: Happen. I mean, amazing. I mean, this is it. I just, it's such a journey. Imagine, traveled so many countries, you know, mm. written amazing books and just really, and how are
1: you doing with
0: the bucket list?
1: I just do it. Like whenever an idea comes up, I write down, I update the list. And But once you are aware of what you want in your life, the opportunity comes up here and there. It's really visible. While if you really don't know what you want, um, you kind of miss those opportunities. But like, if you keep that in mind, it's like, you can see, it's like, like when women go shopping well, let I say, well, today I'm going to buy a, a pair of shoes. Then like suddenly you, all you see is like shoes. Like all also if you go to, you know if today you're gonna change your hairstyle like everything you see is like others hairstyle that's like that so when you focus on what you want then all you see is what you want like all these opportunities coming up to you
0: yeah isn't that amazing and so you had 74 items on the bucket list how are you doing
1: have you i i, I imagine you yeah. got it, a lot of them crossed I, out <laughs> I got 73 items done. Well, I have updated the bucket list over and over. So now I have 83 items. So I still have 10 left <laughs> to do. Yeah. to so travel did... the world, mm-hmm.
0: write a best-selling book, write a children's mm-hmm. book, start your own publishing company. I mean, so many things.
1: Yes. There are more, and... actually. <laughs> I built a house for my parents. Climbed I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I climbed to base camp of Mount mountain Everest. I appeared on a Bollywood film in India. Bollywood uh, film in India, yes. yeah. <laughs> I sailed a lot like across like Mediterranean, across the Atlantic and many, many scenes in the world. What else? I uh, learned how to do Thai massage. I learned martial arts. I learned how to dance tango in Buenos Aires. I joined the carnival in Brazil. Many, I, oh, yeah, I was a model for a commercial for a cosmetic brand as well here in Korea uh, called, you know, Clarence, Clarence? Yes, Clarence, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, the French brand, yeah. Yes. Uh, many things. <laughs>
0: I just I just want to pause here for a moment. I mean, how outstanding, how outstanding yes. client Mount, you know, Kilimanjaro, Camp, Mount Everest. It's just incredible, isn't it? It I mean, was,
1: absolutely- it was. It's just amazing experiences. I'm so thankful for all the experiences I have had in my life. And I guess what,
0: what people, you know, this is it. So what's the process? So you, you're 24. You Mm -hmm. thought about, and this is a really beautiful story, so you had a difficult upbringing, right, an upbringing Mm -hmm. that probably, you know, and I had a very similar upbringing in kind of in Siberia and Russia, where actually Mm -hmm. a lot of limiting books put in your mind, Mm -hmm. things that, well, you know, when I was growing up, I don't know whether you feel like that, I was never told you can be anything you could achieve mm-hmm. anything, everything's possible, you know, dream big and you will accomplish all your dreams. That's not the message I received. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in a communist Russia where yeah. there were no one traveled. <laughs> and uh, so, so imagine, so you grew up with a difficult family environment where a lot of people in your situation would be probably yeah. depressed, miserable, would certainly wouldn't be dreaming, mm-hmm. certainly would not be dreaming. Mm-hmm. so what do you think made like how, what was your process what was the journey to first yeah. even think about writing something yeah. right even putting the dream list together and then not just writing it then going after it and mm-hmm. such a diff, different things Star in a, Bolly- a Bollywood mm-hmm. movie be a model mm-hmm. for the Clara, you know what a what a journey what an adventure so yeah. take us through that process
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean like When I was young, my parents always told me to, you know, for me that, well, the best future you can have is to get a job in a factory and marry a man there and, you know, becoming his wife could be the best life ever. And that's what I told all the time. But when I got this first dream to become a journalist, I started dreaming, like visualizing the future I wanted. And I didn't really want to give up on that dream. So I worked really hard. I studied like two years alone, studying what my school, because my school was kind of vocational school. I had to study all this subjects alone. That was very lonely. And also I was not sure if I could make it or not. And so it really, it consumes a lot of energy to believe in myself because I've never done something. I've never achieved anything in my life at the time. And but also no one, one was, else around you is believing in you. I guess no, no one no, was. No, no, they no, no. one's telling you. Yeah. yeah. So that was really a tough time at the time. But I, so at the time, what I did was I read newspapers and books like every single day while I was studying that really helped me imagine me writing this article as a journalist in the future so once I overcame that limit I started believing in myself and then also I I believe that achievement is kind of a habit as well so once you achieve something like for for the first time the next time it gets easier and easier even more easier I believe so so yeah I I believe that. And just yeah.
0: maybe just one thing, which I think what you said is really powerful. And I don't know whether, how you came to that, but I totally believe with you that actually it starts with the visual, visualization. If you can see a different world, if you can mm-hmm. see something in your head, you can make it happen. But mm-hmm. you can't make something happen in the reality if you haven't seen it in your head in advance. Exactly. So kind of one of the things that we teach in Bossy Hills Club is You have to visualize the future you want. You have to visualize the business you want at the point in the future and almost feel as you're there and feel in all your senses and get excited. Mm -hmm. And then all you're doing for the rest, you're just bringing the reality you've already seen into, you know, you just take the steps Mm -hmm. to bring yourself closer. Yeah. So, and it sounds like that's the process you went through, but how did you, was it a natural thing or did you learn something about visualization, like manifestation?
1: No, no, that was natural. I I was so desperate that I didn't want to live like my parents. I really wanted to, you know, get out of this kind of situation that I was in. You know, I was so afraid that I really, I really didn't want to live in that situation anymore.
0: Yeah. And this is really powerful, isn't it? Actually, this becomes your driver Mm -hmm. going away from pain. Like I will Mm -hmm. not have it. My parents Mm -hmm. had, and I guess it's part of my journey as well, because I saw a lot of poverty when I was growing up Mm -hmm. and I knew this is not what I want. You know, Mm -hmm. that's that that really inside the core because you've seen lots of how Mm -hmm. what life can be what poverty looks like what it feels like you're very aware you know that becomes a driver so i guess a certain Mm -hmm. thing for you because you didn't want to have that life that became a driver the driving Mm -hmm. force within you to take it to the next level so let's take us so you you write a list of all your dreams right Mm -hmm. and then um what next how do you then now you mean from now on or no but let's just so that so first of all, when you were 24 you've written a list yeah. of 20 you know 74 73. things yeah
1: 73
0: and then how do you how do you go about pursuing them
1: well so the first thing i did was to leave korea i went to london then i started picking the list one by one so while i was uh, working in london i also traveled a lot And also after work, I uh, pursued my dream. So for example, I went to a musical academy after work, like in the evening, and I had like a small performance on stage to achieve my one of the dream as a musical actress. And also I kind of kept on. Uh, I went to New York after, like years after, and I did some full-time program and, also that inspired me to write a few songs. And I had a few more like shows here in Korea. I made, I created music videos as well. So it kind of, it it keeps going on and on and like like a small chance leads to a bigger opportunities. And then that opportunity to lead another big opportunity as well. It kind of like a circle. I mean, it's amazing. And we,
0: let's say you, you know, you've done so many things. Let's take, so you were going in a, you know, mu- you know, writing musical, becoming a model, something you've never done before. So mm-hmm. those things, mm-hmm. it's not like you have never done them before. So take us, no. were you scared? Like, because lots of people in your situation, they would say, on stage, I don't have experience. I'm not <laughs> an actress. I have never done this before. It's, mm-hmm. For most people, it's crippling fearful mm-hmm. terrifying experience
1: yes yeah. mm-hmm. that's because they think it has to be perfect like or professional like somebody who does it as a job but what i thought was i never really studied music i never got any like musical training myself before, but when I wrote books or when I had this performance, I didn't expect myself to be like a professional musician. And like my friends don't expect me, you know, as a professional musician either. So my thought is like, well, I'm not perfect. I'm still learning it. I'm not good, but it doesn't matter. I like it, I enjoy it, then that's enough. So, but if you keep doing what you enjoy for a long period and you at that point you become a professional or you become really good enough. I'm not trying to compete with BTS <laughs> as a musician right now. No, I don't have to be either. I mean, I'm fine, like I wrote songs, I made a music video, I upload them on YouTube and 10,000 people saw them, that's enough, I'm really happy with that. So if you try to be like 100 out of 100 for every single dream, you can't do it. But if you, let's say, well, I'm like really good in this job, but I'm, let's say I, my expectation is like 50 out of 100 for this dream and 30 out of 100 for this dream. I think that's fine. You don't have to be perfect in every single thing you do.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is amazing. And do you,
1: because I think, I think what you just said is so important
0: because I think you're absolutely right. That's what stops most people pursuing their Mm -hmm. dream or going after what they want, because there's three things there trying to be perfect, perfectionists they think they're going to fail. And what they're afraid mm-hmm. of is people laughing at them. Other people' reaction on their performance. Mm-hmm. I will look like an idiot. Yeah. I will look silly. And that's what's stopping them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's what I think that's kind of mistake because people are not that interested in me. They are <laughs> interested in their own business. They, well, whatever I do, whatever I fail, they say oh okay well maybe she's not doing well but it doesn't matter whatever but but if somebody says something like even single word people take it too seriously but actually they're not that interested <laughs> in you <laughs> so it doesn't matter cuz we are like uh, we are the how to say the center of my own life but we are not the center of the whole universe it's not that the whole universe is turning around me no not everyone's looking at me no You see that,
0: and I think it's so powerful. Actually, it's one of my also realizations in my life. I think one of my big blockers was always Mm -hmm. people pleasing. I was so concerned about pleasing others, pleasing my parents, Mm -hmm. pleasing bosses that actually I wasn't being my authentic self. I wasn't going after Mm -hmm. my desires. I was just caring about the people. And then there was a moment. And once I realized, people don't actually care about you in a bad exactly. sense. <laughs> like, exactly. no, only, people only care about them, their own life. Right. And they, you know, they'll. and I guess now with your, you know, you have a really big YouTube channel. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think about comments, like negative comments? How, mm-hmm. how do you, like, in, in that yeah. sense, does well, that get to are, you? How do you with that? Yeah, there are
1: some haters as well sometimes. And some people leave really silly, stupid comments as well, but they do this to every single channel they visit, not just me. It's not that they are like against me or they hate me, but they are just upset with themselves. They're just not happy people. Like they are just unhappy with their own life. That's why they are trying to spread this negative energy. It's like kind of like a virus. So there there's a saying I always say people that happy people don't bully others. It's always mm-hmm. those unhappy people who harass and bully others. So you don't have to you know waste your energy with those unhappy, you know, you know, these kind of depressing people. So spend your time and energy. With the happy people or people with the good energy, that's because we we have very short life and life is precious, and we shouldn't waste our energy with these kind of people. Really,
0: no, I think that's so powerful. You just said that you're right. Happy people, people that are happy with their own life, with what they're doing, they will not leave negative comments. Mm -hmm. And what's your advice to people who wants to pursue their business, they want to grow their business, they want to pursue their dreams, but they you know they have very negative reaction from their family, mm-hmm. friends. Everyone around mm-hmm. them says you're crazy. And I'm sure you had the same thing. You wanted mm-hmm. to go, cli- you know, climb the uh, Mount Everest. You wanted to go and star in a Bollywood movie. You want to be in mo- you know, all those things that yeah. you want to do. I'm sure yeah. people around you, your closest people and friends, not just mm-hmm. strangers, will say you're mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. You're you're quitting your amazing top Goldman Sachs mm-hmm. and all other big jobs to mm-hmm. go and travel the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think it's better not listen to them, really, because they've never done it, really. I mean, well, for example, I say, if I say I want to go to Mount Kilimanjaro and they say, well, you must be crazy, blah, 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 blah. But I think there's no point to listen to those people who have never been to Mount Kilimanjaro. Just listen to those who, who's been there, not those who have no idea about what I want to do because there's no point really like people judge you because they don't know about what you want to do. So it's better to follow those people who've been there, who are already there in the track that you want to be in because that's where you should listen to.
0: Yes, no, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. And I think this is it. Like, I guess people are gonna have their own voice in their heads telling Mm -hmm. them that they have to fight. that's one problem and then people around you who say you know what you're doing is crazy and you just have to because you're right i think what what was another driving force that was because one of my driving forces, and i think people can resonate with it i don't want to get to the to the age when i'm 80 years old Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then i look at my life and i say i wish i pursued my dreams when i was younger i Mm -hmm. wish i did Mm -hmm. that and, you know, the heaviness of that regret or the fear of that regret is a lot of time what drives me forward. Is that what kind of one of the motivators that you had?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I always had this fear that I don't know when I'm going to die. So I really want to leave regret, any regret, single regret in my life so that I do everything I want to do so that I have no regret like
0: when I die and uh, like yeah that's it that's it and, and I guess this is a part of that because you did have, you know you had a really traumatic disease when you were younger you know discovering mm-hmm. that you have, have cancer even early stage. I mean that's a traumatic mm-hmm. event in its own life mm-hmm. and most people yeah. in their 20s they don't think about death you know most no. people in their 20s <laughs> think no but I think this is so powerful because people think life is so long mm-hmm. you know, they have years oh i don't have to do it yeah. now i don't have to do this yeah. now oh i'll do it next year Then next year yeah. comes they say well i'm comfortable in my own life right now yeah. i don't need to do it but actually you know then 20 years go by and you're still well, in the same place where you were
1: yeah so i think like having a dream means having a destination so everyone works hard you know everyone but it's like let's say like it's like running on a treadmill and running toward Mount Kilimanjaro so if you keep well let's say like 100 hours 100 days you keep running on a treadmill but you are still there it's like you won't be over one meter away from where you are But if you keep working for 100 days, you've already climbed the Kilimanjaro and have been to many, many, many other places already. So just working hard isn't really enough. You have to know what you want to do in your life, where you want to be in five years time, 10 years time, 20 years time, and keep working hard, then you will be there by the time.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love the analogy so much. Running on the treadmill versus running towards your goal, your destination. Yeah. And then you're right. And even if you don't get quite to your big dream, but imagine what things and places you, you would have seen along the way. Mm,
1: absolutely. Even if it's the right you know, direction, you can come back and find your right direction. But you've already seen many things. You've already experienced many things. And that all these experiences will help you to get there help you to get there and out of like what
0: was your favorite like if you have to if i have to say you know you've done so many things you've traveled Mm -hmm. the world i mean you've had so many amazing experiences that people many people don't ever experience in their lifetime is there like a couple that really stands out for you that say wow first i can't believe i did this this is so crazy i was fearful." well appearing on a Bollywood film
1: that was kind of a surreal experience as well because i've been a big fan of Bali film for a long time. And I went to India without knowing any single friend. I had no idea. I don't speak the language. I don't really know the country. I just arrived. I just uh, searched online and contact like over hundred people in the film industry. And they all said, well, well they were not very kind either, but, <laughs> but, but there were some really good friends as well. But many people didn't return, or many people were kind of not helpful. They said, well, we don't have a role for this oriental face. And I thought, well, if there's no role, why don't I create one? And I thought, okay, who's this uh, most powerful filmmaker in India? And in this. The answer was uh, Yash Chopra uh, um, is really like legendary filmmaker in India, well, who have passed away now. But anyway, I I was like asking every single person I met, how can I meet Yash Chopra? <laughs> and they all like left, oh my god, you must be crazy, like you are a foreigner, and you want to meet the most famous person in, the, in India, that must be, you know, that's crazy, you must be joking. But well, the world is actually smaller than you think. So after through one, two, three person's introduction, I met casting director of Yash Chopra and she was very moved by my story that she created a role for me. And it was very small role. I had only three lines, but I still um, appeared as, a, as a in, in the film. I met Katrina Kaif, Shahrukh Khan, like all my dream, like actors of like I've always dreamed of. There was like really amazing experience. I just want to pause for people who are listening,
0: just to make sure that you guys really get this story because this is unbelievable. So, coming from you know, you have never been to India, you you know you you're mm-hmm. from you know you, you've you come in yeah you're from korea right you're from korea you go you have a dream i want to start in bollywood movies okay it's not like you have an. it's not like you're in hollywood trying to break <laughs> out into bollywood this is not so you 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 don't know anyone in india you don't speak the language you come and and then you you call them up like how many people did you have to call to even like get into introduction into the movie industry so I just want everyone to really listen to the over a hundred phone calls or so a majority of them said, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> but what, what of course happened is probably one or maybe two said, oh, okay. And then you, you, you get better at telling your story, right? You probably, mm-hmm. yeah, on the, you, know, you, you know, that probably first time you call someone, they hang up the phone. Not, yeah. Then you, you think, okay, what do I need to say in the first two seconds for them not to do that again? And then you get better. And okay,
1: one of you only need one to say yes. Yeah. So for me, after many rejections, rather than I just say, I want to be in a film, I come up with my own story, like about my bucket list, why I want to be in volume film, what I can do, what I can do well in these films. And that's how people kind of showed interest. And there are like, I made some friends who were really willing to help and they were those people who connected me with, with the right persons and I think
0: this is it so you haven't just starred in a movie in Bollywood you've got one of the most famous filmmakers to create mm-hmm. a role for you that's going to yeah. you know feed someone mm-hmm. who is not Indian mm-hmm. I mean isn't that amazing it's just I think it's just it's a, it's a, such a such a powerful lesson for people like there is no roles for someone who comes from korea in bollywood mm-hmm. and you got them to not. create that for you so th- there's something about not you know not accepting a no mm-hmm. because you could have accepted a no. For, you know for the, after 20 phone calls that you made you could have said well this is just not for me this, uh, it's just not gonna happen right 20 people told me no
1: <laughs> and you could have stopped there So when I was very depressed after many, many, no, I was thinking, well, maybe I should go back home. What am I doing here? Why am I wasting my time here? Then I was like, kind of, I was, I just sat down, watched quite a few films. Then my, I found one thing in common, which was that every single film, the protagonist goes through difficulties and crisis. And. It's like there's no one, like no film that the protagonist is like just happy, everything goes well. There's no film like that. Every single film has a crisis, difficulties and hardships, but they all go through the difficulties. They overcome it in the end and they and it ends with a happy ending. That's what I kind of my moment. I realized while I'm living, I'm, I'm acting in a film called My Life. I'm going through hardships. I'm not just gonna give up. I mean, the the story is weird, isn't it? Like, it's like, hmm? well, I want my own happy ending to over, and now I'm going to overcome these issues and problems. So what? how am I gonna tackle this? That's how I come up with the conclusion that I'm gonna create a role.
0: I mean, that's amazing. I think that is absolutely amazing. And I think it's so powerful. If you have a no if there is no role for you in whatever movie you want to start or in Ooh. your business or an area you create a role for yourself
1: mm-hmm. isn't it you create and yeah. i think
0: you don't accept no you find another way
1: yeah you find and you another you way create or film yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean right now I, but i think it's just it's you know it's a metaphor for anything you're doing in life let's say you're starting a business you want whatever dream you want to pursue if you're hearing no and you know, there is no role from some, for you, you can create mm-hmm. your own role. And I think there's a powerful lesson in that narrative itself mm-hmm. that actually
1: yeah.
0: you are the creator of your own life.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, like if, in, you are the, 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 let's say, if your life is a film, you are the actor, creator, writer, director, and everything. You, you decide the story. You can choose the next scene. You can, you know, you can, you let your story go like depressing and, you know, do nothing. Or you can choose to have your next scene. Okay, well, I'm going to do something and get it done. And I'm going to tackle this situation. Well, you can choose. You always can choose. So I know yeah. we have
0: few, just a few minutes left, and mm-hmm. I think this was so powerful, and we'll definitely need to do this again and kind of do a second series, because I think people are going to be absolutely blown away. But yeah, what advice would you give to someone who is kind of trying to be, you know, someone who is knows there's more to give, knows that what they currently have in their life is not good enough, knows Mm -hmm. that there will be if they carry on doing what they're doing right now maybe stuck in a job that they're just they know they're out of growing or they just want Mm -hmm. more they want to pursue things but they feel scared terrified Mm -hmm. but the feeling inside is there the calling is there the sense of purpose is there what would you like what would your advice be for them right now
1: i mean they may be scared because if they fail the outcome could be quite tragic or very, really, really bad. But actually, we are like much stronger than we think. So even if you fail in something, it doesn't mean that your life is the end. You will learn something from there and then you will pick up something else and then you go from there. So, but if you really want to do something, but you are scared, well, think of the worst situation you could ever have. So and then make a plan B for this worst situation, then you must feel much more comfortable about challenging yourself because you won't get, you know, you won't get that the worst situation actually. So we are actually much um, smarter than we think and we we could do much better actually
0: yeah well i totally agree with you we don't even know how strong we are unless we tell you know when we test ourselves we surprise ourselves mm-hmm. and i think that's so powerful that's so powerful and i totally agree with you i truly believe there's no such thing as failure there is yeah. you know there's no such thing as failure it, it doesn't exist it's it's a learning experience and then what happens is Absolutely. it gives you it gives you experience and now you're much better to pursue something else or pivot or go further so I don't believe there is failure. It's just a <laughs> learning experience. Yeah. But what I truly believe does exist and is real is regret.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Well, thank you so much. I just love <laughs> thank seeing you. you there across the world in Korea. I just think you are absolute inspiration. You're just an absolutely beautiful soul. And you just, yeah, let's chat again. I think people will just find this so valuable. So thank you so much for your time.
1: Uh-huh. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Have a good day.
0: Thank you. Have a good day.